In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and as always, it's great to be with all of you. At the start of this new week, every Sunday we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has truly risen from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. We like to, in, to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many wonderful titles. One title for Mary is Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Also, when we pray the Hail Holy Queen, we invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's turn to Mary. Ask Mary to pray with us and to pray for us as we pray the prayer that Mary loves most. That prayer is the Hail Mary. Together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's turn to our spiritual director. And our spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. And beg the Holy Spirit to help us. Holy Spirit also has many wonderful titles. Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. Holy Spirit is also known as the Gift of Gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sweet Guest of our soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our Counselor, as well as our Consoler. <clears throat> Holy Spirit also is our Interior Master, our Interior Master. St. Paul says that we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So we can say, pray Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's uh, pray the classical prayer of the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light, a lot of peace, and a lot of joy. 
as we pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your Spirit. They shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful, by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, (coughs) to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Michael, pray for us. Saint Gabriel, pray for us. Saint Raphael, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Francis Xavier, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. My friends, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Every Sunday we celebrate with great joy the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. As always, after praying with you, the family that prays together stays together. And I promise to pray for all of you and place you on the altar. Place you on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. In fact, there is no, there is no greater prayer in the whole world than the prayer of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It is the prayer par excellence. So I'd like to place you all on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. I'd like to offer specific intentions. First intention I'd like to pray for will be I'd like to pray that all of us as we start off this new week we'd all make a concerted effort to be open to the Holy Spirit, to be open to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. 
Perhaps this can be our prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. <clears throat> come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. Next intention I'd like to offer will be, I'd like to pray in a special way for our families. Our families. For the conversion of our family members. For the sanctification of our family members. And I'd also like to pray for the salvation of of our family members. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said very clearly, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What does it profit if we gain the whole world and lose our soul in the process? So, my friends, let's pray for the conversion and the salvation of our family members. And finally, let us pray for those who will be dying. Those who will be dying sometime today. That they would open up to God's infinite mercy and be saved. Amen. So, my friends, what I'd like to do today, every time we celebrate Sunday, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's true. We have the... We have the blessing of having three readings every Sunday and the responsorial psalm. What really jumped out at me today is the second reading we have, and it's a letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. So I'd like to spend some time with you today going through the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Starts off by saying, Brothers and sisters, we are all brothers and sisters. Through baptism, we enter into a new family. God is our Heavenly Father. Jesus Christ is our older brother. So we are (coughs) brothers and sisters in Christ. And the Holy Spirit is our intimate friend. So when we read brothers and sisters, that means we should be praying for each other. And Thomas Aquinas says that love or charity can be defined as willing the good of the other. 
The greatest good we can will for another person is the salvation of his immortal soul. Nothing greater than that. So brothers and sisters have no anxiety at all. I think that's worthy of comment that many today, many people today are nervous, they're stressed out, they're anxious, they're preoccupied, they're worried. So we want to avoid, we, when we want to avoid giving in to anxiety, and I think we can overcome anxiety if we can try to trust God, have greater trust in God. Right away, two modern devotions occur to me. One is the Surrender Novena by Father Dolendo. Many people are are forming the habit of making what's called the it's called the surrender novena. Once we we try to surrender everything to God, then the anxiety of the modern world doesn't get a hold of us. It doesn't get a grip on us. If we can just surrender everything to God. Jesus, you take care of it. That's the prayer we say. Jesus, you take care of it. Then another would be the diary of St. Faustina Kowalska. The diary of St. Faustina Kowalska is a spiritual classic. And it focuses on us having a limitless a limitless trust in Jesus Christ. Limitless trust in Jesus Christ. God is with us. Who can be against us? Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Jesus said, I'll be with you always, always, even until the end of the world. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My Father has you in the very palm of his hand, and no one can snatch you from the hand of your Heavenly Father. And how often Jesus says, do not be afraid, but trust. Have faith. So those are two modern modern devotions that can help us to avoid anxiety. Is the Serena Novena, which Sophie has put on by Father Dolinda Rotolo. Then the Diary of Divine Mercy in My Soul by St. Faustina Maria Kowalska. So by 
reading and living out that doctrine, that can help us to overcome the anxiety of the modern world. Then St. Paul says, but in everything, everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What words of great consolation St. Paul offers to us. So he says in everything, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, The other day when I was giving a course on the Sermon on the Mount, I was commenting on a verse which is parallel to what St. Paul says today. And it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Jesus says, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Whoever asks, receives. Whoever seeks, finds. Whoever knocks, the door will be opened to him. In my presentation on that day, I spoke about the order of prayer. And Sophie has put A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, and knock. I'd like to go through the different prayer petitions we have and the, the order that we should have according to according to Aquinas, St. Thomas Aquinas. There is a certain order or priority in our prayer of petition or supplication. So I'd like to go through that today and this can help us to have a deeper, more profound prayer life. So Jesus says, ask and you receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Whoever asks receives, whoever seeks finds, whoever knocks the door will be opened. Thomas Aquinas points out that the first, the first person that we should be praying for is actually we should pray for ourselves. Remember one occasion there was this woman involved in this prayer group years ago in the charismatic prayer group. And she made this comment that she said she never prays for herself because that's a type of selfishness. 
In that, I believe the woman is very wrong. Very wrong. And the reason being is this. How can we, how can we overcome in our lives the temptations of the devil, the weaknesses of the flesh, and the insidious sedu- seductions of the world if we do not ask God to help us. In all honesty, the devil is very wily. The devil, devil is very crafty. The devil is very astute. We will not be able to overcome the devil if we don't pray. Then, the flesh, we're all weak. Jesus says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. To be able to overcome the weakness of the flesh, we have to pray. We can't make it by ourselves. We have to pray. We can't make it by ourselves. Then the third is there's no way we're going to be able be able to overcome the seductions of the world and its lies if we do not have recourse to prayer. So we should try to pray, pray often, but also to pray for ourselves that we'll be able to avoid sin and to be faithful to God. To avoid sin and to be faithful to God. So, ask. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. Now, I'm going to give you the order in the context of the family life. In the context of the family life. If you are a married person, and many people are married, after praying for yourself, After praying for yourself, you should pray. You should pray for your spouse. That's right. After praying, praying for yourself, pray for your spouse. Often it happens in marriages that there are conflicts between husband and wife. And the reason being is they don't pray for each other and they don't pray with each other. Yesterday I presided over a marriage as 
as a wedding as often is the case. In my homily, I will often pray. My homily, I will often rather give a summary of the one of the writings of Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Sheen has a lot of wisdom. Sheen has a lot of wisdom. And one of his works related to the topic I'm explaining is on marriage. And the name of the book is It Takes Three to Get Married. The husband, the wife. It takes three to get married. The husband and the wife and Jesus Christ. That's right. Jesus Christ is the hidden third partner of your marriage. And when the husband and wife can place Jesus in the center of that marriage, then the marriage is going to, it's going to function. If Jesus Christ is placed in the very center of that marriage, then it's going to function. He's the super glue that holds the marriage together. So praying for one's spouse is indispensable. I had a pastoral experience years ago where a married couple, married in the church, came to talk to me because they had a marriage problem. They were married in the church probably about 40 years. And they came, they sought me out, so we had an appointment. And almost immediately they started a, they started a fight. One was attacking the other verbally. And it almost felt, felt as if it was like a boxing match and I was the referee. Ring, bomb, 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 bomb. Ring, bomb, 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 bomb. There was a, he attacked her and she attacked him. It was like, it was like a, a verbal boxing match. After listening to them for about 20 minutes, felt almost as if I had a black eye and a, a tooth that was loose because of the boxing match. I pointed out to both of them the good qualities that each of them had. I was reading in between the lines. And then I asked them a very simple question. The simple question was the following.
The simple question was the following. I asked the husband, do you, do you pray for your wife? Do you pray with your wife? And he looked at me with a blank stare. And he says, no, Father. Then he asked the wife, do you pray for him and do you pray with him? Father, never. We never do that. We never do that. We never do that at all. And they said, okay, that's the primary reason. That is the primary reason why there is so much anxiety, tension, nervousness, attacks that you're experiencing. That you don't, you don't pray for each other and you don't pray with each other. You don't pray for each other and you don't pray with each other. So I told them, starting today, starting today, I want you to do, th do two things. I want you to pray for each other and I want you to pray with each other. And both of them said, well, we, both, we, we do both pray, but we don't pray for each other. We don't pray with each other. We pray independently. No, that's not enough. And I would even say the ASAP. There's another acronym. Sophie has put ASK, always rather ask, seek, and knock. ASAP, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking ASAP as soon as possible, but I'll give you another twist to that. Another interpretation of ASAP, what you're thinking about right away is as soon as possible. You know what you can put is always say a prayer. Always say a prayer, then you can, here's another one for you, push, push, pray until something happens. These are all acronyms that can motivate us to pray all the more. So ASAP, always say a prayer, then push, P-U-S-H would be pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. We're trying to give you help, very helpful acronyms to motivate us to, to live out the Word of God today. To live out the Word of God today. To live out the Word of God today.
So we're giving the hierarchy of the importance of prayer today, taken from St. Paul, says, but in everything, by prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So after praying for yourself, After praying for yourself, then praying for your spouse, your husband, your wife, then you should pray, you should pray for your children. And you can do this by praying spontaneously, praying your rosary, and placing your loved ones on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is by far, as we always point out, the greatest of all prayers. Now, what should you pray for with respect to your children? What are specific things you can ask for your children? Well, these are good, these are good prayer requests for your children. First, that they would be saved, protected from the evil one. That they would be saved and protected by the evil one, by the devil. Because the devil never goes on vacation. The devil works overtime. The next intention that your children your children will recognize that they're called to be they're called to happiness. They're called to happiness. But true happiness, true happiness can only be found in our relationship with God. True happiness can only be discovered in our in our relationship with God. Why is there a wave of sadness descending upon the world and especially among children and teenagers? More than once I've heard that young people today say when things go wrong, well just kill yourself. That's becoming that's becoming common today. How sad that young people would say that. So the essential reason why all of us and children and teenagers do not experience true happiness is because they're looking for it. They're looking for happiness in the wrong place. 
In God alone be my soul at rest, as the psalmist points out. In God alone be my soul at rest. And then with this, that your children will feel a real desire to to pray. A real desire to pray. And I've said many, many times that as a teacher I can teach people how to pray but I cannot give people the desire to pray. They'll have this real desire to pray. Pray for your children. They'll have a real desire to pray. In the words of the psalmist. In the words of the psalmist, as the soul, as my, as the, as the deer yearns for the running streams. As the deer yearns for the running streams, so my soul yearns for you, O Lord my God. And that your children, your children will be given the grace of all graces. What is the grace of all graces? The grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace. That's right. The grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace. Then after praying for your children for their protection from evil for their pursuit of true happiness in God for their desire to pray and for their eternal salvation I would say another couple things you should pray for for your children. That after high school, that they make the right decision. After high school, that they make the right decision. As to where they're going to be going to college, what their major and their profession will be. Very important. Very important. Fortunately, many young people today, 
make the wrong choice as to their college. And after going to college, even for a couple of years, they start to doubt God, they start to doubt their religion, they start to doubt the Catholic faith, and they lose their faith, even though they end up with a college education and a degree. But as Jesus points out, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul in the process? And then to pray for your children that they will discover discover what their vocation is. And most are called most are called to the most are called to the married life. That is by far the marriage. It is by far the most important decision. Is choosing, discerning, and choosing your vocation. If they are chosen, if they are called to the married life. They're called to the married life to choose a husband or wife that's going to help them to become saints and to get to heaven, as well as to help their children to become saints and to get to heaven. That should be the primary choice of a future husband or wife. I know what I'm saying is very countercultural and it's not very common to hear this. But the choice of a spouse should be will this future spouse help me to become a saint? Help me to love Christ? Help me to get to heaven? And when children come, will both of you be ladders by which your children can climb to make it? to their home in heaven. So those are some ideas on prayer petitions that should be made for the children that God has given to you. Now, after praying for one's children, we're going through the hierarchy of importance in our prayer life. We should pray. We should pray in a very special way for our parents. We have an obligation in justice and also in charity to support and to pray for our parents. The living as well as the dead. 
Last Sunday, last Sunday, I called to mind the anniversary of the death of my father. That's right. October 1st, 2016 was when my father passed from this life to the next. So I pray for my father. We should always get in the habit of praying for our loved ones. Our parents who are living as well as our parents who have passed from this life to the next. It is all too common today It is all too common today that when someone passes away, we say, we hear these words. Well, he's no longer suffering. Well, he's in a better place. He's with the Lord. I would say the intention of those of those uh, sayings, the intention is good. But it's imbued with what I would call a false compassion. Because we know neither the day nor the hour, nor the moment we're going to die, nor do we know the state of the individual soul that goes before God. Only God knows that. So we have a moral obligation to pray for our parents. Who gave us life. And because of them, many of us were given supernatural life because of them. Next, in the hierarchy of importance, we should pray for our siblings praying for our siblings that means we should be praying for our our brothers and sisters even though they may be far away we should still make it a habit to pray for them especially for their salvation Then after we pray for our brothers and sisters, then we should pray for our blood relatives. We should pray for our uncles, our aunts, our cousins, 
Then after that, we should not forget to pray for our friends. A true friend should will the good of his friend. So doing all we possibly can to help our friends to encounter the Lord, to live in the state of grace, to persevere in the state of grace, and to die in God's friendship. And then, the next intention should be, we should pray in a special way for our colleagues or companions in the in the work world. Nothing happens by chance. The fact that working we're working side by side with an individual, God has arranged it that that person be close to us. Then we should even be praying for even be praying for our enemies, those people who have have done done us harm. There in the cross where Jesus was hanging between heaven and earth. Jesus spoke from the cross. And the first of the seven last words of Christ were Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. So we should even be praying for our enemies. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Then, the word Catholic comes from Greek. Kataholos. It comes from Greek. And Catholic means universal. In a certain sense, there's, there's something very beautiful to have a Catholic prayer, Catholic prayer in which we're praying for the whole world. In the beginning of our conversation, I always make a special intention for those who will be dying today. I believe that that's a very very pleasing prayer to God to pray to pray for those who are dying today. They'll be dying within the next 24 hours. Who knows? Their salvation, their eternal salvation could depend upon our prayers. So, my friends, we've had a very good conversation today, and I was just focusing upon the first verse of St. Paul to the Philippians. Not to be anxious, offer prayers and supplications and thanksgiving to God, making our requests known to God. Making our requests known to God. So, I invite all of you. I'd like to invite all of you 
So, share our message with many of your friends. And let's pray for each other mutually. And pray for me. Sunday morning I have two formation classes for the adult parents of the confirmation students. I invite you to pray for me. Pray for the teenagers. Pray for the parents. That we would really get to know and love God in this life. So that we'll be with God forever and ever and ever in heaven. And as always, I would like to bless all of you and wish you a very holy and happy Sunday. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Amen.